everyone, David Donaldson here along with Joe Martin for another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. Today we're going to take a look at the impact about the passion of an ownership versus the passion and expectations for the employees, for the team, or the business. You know, I was looking at a conversation that Gary Vaynerchuk was having. And I tell you what, you know, not just because of the guy, he's passionate about football, but he's passionate about business. And I like his mindset. Now, we, we can do away with some of the language that he has there. Mo wouldn't approve. But I think it's really an emphatic impact. I don't know. If I was a Jets fan, I'd probably have that choice language embedded into me, too. Well, you know, and I'm wearing green. It's not for the Jets today. It is for the Eagles and the monster draft that they did have. But, you know, we could do a whole separate podcast on just that, on how well the Philadelphia Bulldogs are going to be this year. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you'll see what Jalen Hurts feels about that with respect to him being with Alabama. But anyway, this isn't a sports podcast. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Well, sports is business, right? It's, it's sports be. is business. No, but so what we're looking at here, and, and I think this is, uh, we've been working for quite some time. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been working for people or either for or with or having had my own organizations for some time. And it's always been in my mind that I felt like I've cared a lot about the organizations and businesses that I've been a part of. And I've also looked at how I've been recognized or awarded for, for that passion of the business. And truly the matter of the factor is when I've had people work with me or for me, I, I guess in subconscious, I may have judged or looked at how they were doing their job and their businesses and their passion levels. And the question that arises, is that fair? Is it fair to have an expectation that somebody cares as much about your business as you do if they are not a business owner? I mean, I think you're talking about employee engagement and how they show up in their roles, right? right. Um, and here's how I feel about that, that when people say, well, they can't care as much as you do. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. And I think when you look at employment, engagement and passion and fulfillment and impact, whatever, you know, buzzword you want to choose. Sure. The thing I think you have to think about with that is that you have standards of expectations on how the person performs mainly because it's not just, unless you're a sociopath, right? Like um, you generally got into business because you want to have an impact in whatever the value that your business is providing, right? And through that, you're going to have to deal with, not deal with, but you're going to have to engage with people. Right. And I think that when you have standards about stuff and those standards are met, maybe the standard that you're putting on to somebody else is not the right standard for them based on the role. But I think here's the difference. Is I think most people, you can't say, all right, I'm going to get nine to five Dave for the job. And then, I'm, and then once nine to five is outside that realm, he can be personal day with his kids, right? Like you're not, they're intertwined, right? Yeah. So when I look at, you know, saying someone should care enough, they should have a role, they should have an outcome. And that's the thing they should perform to. And here's the, the, the caveat to that is that most people want to see growth. They want to see progress inside of their career, right? Because that that's actually what fulfills them. It's when someone gets stagnant or doesn't feel like they can achieve their goals that they leave you. I think the standard that you put onto somebody is if they're an owner gets them to think different and it gets them to grow. And like, I don't care if someone's with me for a year, two years, six months, but I always want to look at it as an employer that they're better off than when they came in the door, that they're more gainfully employed at the next opportunity because of the ex expectations or trainings. And then there's Gary in the background. Um, but I, I think like, 
there's there's a two-way street on this is that if I have extremely high standards and people perform to that, people want to be challenged. It's a fact that like people want to be in an environment where they're challenged, that they're stretching themselves, that they're doing something they've never done before. And I think when you challenge somebody to get out of the employee mindset and into the business owner mindset, I think the benefit as an employee to be challenged like that is you've got no liability or risk. I'm going to get, as an employee, I'm going to be pushed to act as if I'm the operator and owner with no risk of like bankruptcy, payroll taxes, theft, because I'm going to get a paycheck that's guaranteed. And if I can go into that environment as the employer and say, I'm going to show you how to be your own business owner, give you all the traits, give you all those skills, you're going to be better than when you walk to the door and you're getting guaranteed revenue. Well, so no, I think a lot of that has to do with mindset going in, right? What were the expectations, right? Was it a J-O-B or was it an opportunity, right? So, and, and I, I think you're, you know, when you look at it and say, you know, when, you, when you're bringing people on, you obviously need to be probably more invested in them than they are to you to begin with. A paycheck just doesn't quantify everything anymore, right? I think you look at the mindset of the people and the world that they're in, a lot that a lot shows that that has changed, right? This isn't this isn't our parents. This isn't a pension play. Or this isn't I'm going I'm to work at the same organization for thirty years. Like that just doesn't happen anymore. But if you know what moves them, you know, and we could throw all around all the colloquialisms around the big why and the thing that moves them and what's important to them. I think you do have to understand those things yeah. up front. And if you don't, right, that's where I think where the disconnect really kind of resides. I've hired you, so therefore I expect you to do the job and I expect you to do it at, the, at its highest level. Just to have that carte blanche attitude up front, I think it, you're setting yourself up for failure and that's where you're going to churn and burn and go through, right? But if you truly understand that, I'm going to pour into you professionally, emotionally, and then personally, right, then we're going to see growth. Then we're going to see pride and passion for the role, for the job, right, for the organization. It may never parallel the owner itself, but there'll be pride in what they do if they're experiencing growth. Yeah. I think the employment engagement, as, as I'm thinking through, like, this discussion about employment, employee engagement has a lot to do with, like, are you – I think there's more challenges as the employer – in regards to the value that you bring to the person, right? Like you brought up, it's not just a paycheck anymore. And I think the what you see if you go deep uh, with any businesses that the top managers, top leaders understand how to coach the person, develop the person as a whole rather than just a segment, right? Yeah. That if I can understand what your goals are, understand what your shortcomings are, understanding why you're coming to work and why you even chose this opportunity – you know, I look back as when I was in restaurants, like I think back now how all the best leaders came from restaurants, Joe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll leave that for another day. But um, but I think like I look back on my skills now as a leader and understanding how I could have actually trained my bartenders better. Right. Like even if you say it is a job, I think this is where passion comes from that like at some point the development of people actually matters because you look at how many people you've created, how many leaders you've impacted, how many lives you've changed because, and that's not the buzzword that most people say. It, it's literally like that person has a different mindset. They have a different skill set. They are, they are a different person because they worked with me, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a challenge. That's a standard I put for myself as I look at the people that report to me. And in so doing um, that I have a higher standard. Like I know that I'm a pain in the ass to work for. I know that. I'm, I, I understand that. But the thing is, is that I refuse to allow people to divert back to the path of least resistance. And if I know that I'm leading with what's best for them first, I know that I'll get the 
the goal that I'm looking out to get for. But I think that's what leaders today need to do for employment engagement is to really say, like, what is in the best interest of the employee? What are they trying to do? What are they trying to achieve? Who are they trying to become? What are they trying to impact? And if I can lead with that first, all my standards become non-negotiable mainly because they're going to achieve what they want first because of those standards. And I think that's where the ownership of like, because also you get, pat. it's not about like you're an owner or an employee. It's about, do you value the trade that you're in, right? Like, do you really like, okay, you cut your grass. Okay, great. It's mine. It's my yard. Like, okay, you can cut a grass millions of ways, but like, do I get pissed off about the quality of work because I didn't do something? Yeah. And it's mowing the lawn, right? So like, why wouldn't we think that most people know when they've done a great job and they have a standard for themselves? And more often than not, they just don't hold a standard for themselves and they're okay with mediocrity. Well, you're touching a sore spot for me because I used to really enjoy cutting my grass, matting it down, getting the designs in play until my wife realized that I was spending way too much time in the yard and my time was much better spent somewhere else. So you're, you're bringing it up the sore spot. Well, I mean, I agree with you on that part of it, but like, you know, I think you're right. Like you want time, time's more valuable than you do in the yard. But I, I think it, what my, you know, that the point there is, is that I think when they like, well, I'm not the owner and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not about that. Like, are you getting treated well? Are you getting taken advantage of? Like, okay, there may be reasons why you don't want to be that employer, but I'd look at it and say, like, do it for yourself. You're not doing it for the the owner. You're doing it to be like, hey, I, I put out my best. Like, I don't want to have any regrets. And I think the more often than not as the employer, how do you set up an environment that isn't, you know, vindictive, it isn't short-sighted, it is actually for the people that want to grow, but then also as the employer, challenge your people to be like, no, come on, you're better than that. You really want to have that standard for yourself? Like that you're be like, well, I'm just, it's just a J-O-B or it's not my business and it's his business, whatever it may be. I, I think that like inevitably you're going to look back and say like, I'm really glad I put that level of, of engagement and that level of like. Yeah, I, 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 you're setting the expectation that you're investing into them first. And I think when you do that, then you're going to get different results, right? So that's why there's a long, arduous process to hiring and finding the right person, right? There's that self-discovery going, not just what, who you are as an individual, as, a, as an employer, as a business owner, right? Knowing what your strengths and your weaknesses are, right? So you find the right people around that and, right, and, the, and the direct correlation of not trying to find you, right? Yeah. Trying to find somebody else. I think that takes time and when you're able to do that and you owe it to them to take them through the process and it may drag out a little bit and we owe it to them and to us because that's where the success lies. And that, that we talk about 30, 60, 90 days, but that 30, 60, 90 days for you kind of sets the next 30, 60, 90 days, the next one, three, five, the next coming years, right? Because if you've poured into them there's nothing that they won't do for you yeah. up until a certain point, right? Yeah, I think there's two things that kind of like, I've been on this journey of like, how long does stuff take to get somebody like up? Yeah. So I think there's, some, so getting out of theoretical, uh, for everybody listening, it takes you two years to transition, like transform somebody that that's willing and wanting to, right? So let's just remember that they have to be willing and wanting to. <laughs> um, but what that means is that like, you're working with them every week on some type of skill, trade, mindset, that's going to make them better. It's going to take you two years. Like you're going to have to work at it for two years in order to do that. That's the point. What did you just say? Working with them each and every week, mm-hmm. right? Because if you just say, okay, you're off and running, they'll probably, they'll, they'll go, they'll, they'll, they'll relish the, the role of being independent, yep. but they'll peak and then they'll falter in their fall. 
But if you work with them regularly and you set expectations around the goals, not just for the business, but for themselves, professionally and personally, that's a different conversation. Yeah, I think it's the idea of, you know, I'm big on, you know, one of the big things in brokerage is retention. And um, you look at the five love languages, like I'm big on rip off and duplicate. I don't need to, you know, reinvent the wheel here. So if you look at the five, yeah, exactly. Rip off and duplicate. But if you think about uh, in the five love languages, the, the, the second, you know, everyone, it's words of affirmation, I believe is number one, but number two is quality time. So if you know that the vast majority of the U.S. population or actually the world population values quality time, that the one reason, you know, money is not always the biggest motivator. It's usually like the relationship, quality time. Do I feel like valued? Do I feel like they're pouring into me? All that kind of stuff. So when you get, you know, one of the biggest challenges with leaders is that you get a highly competent person and you're like, wow, they're better than I am. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to get out of their way and just like not try to bother them. Well, most competent people know they're competitive and they want to be better and they know what their gaps are. And they have a million people telling them how great they are. They don't need another person that's like, kissing their butt. They need somebody that's actually there, cares about them, spends time with them, understands their goals, asks some questions and pours into them and then figures out how to unlock the next chapter in their life. And I know for me, like, I don't want, you know, my wife was like, you're in a really highly like, you know, pardon me, a, a competitive environment that is constantly changing and you're, you're constantly frustrated. Like, why do you put yourself in there? I go, because I don't want to be in the path of least resistance. Like that's not where change comes from. That's not where accomplishments happen. Like don't want that, but I need somebody in my world that's going to be around for helping me through that. And typically I've got the answers in my head. I just need to ask the right questions. And that's where I think leaders, when they talk about employment engagement is really like, what questions, what time are you spending with them? Are you understand your people? Are you laughing at the things that are great? And you joking around about the things that they do with their family? And do you have a personal relationship? And then also, like, do you challenge them directly to be a better version of themselves? Because more often than not, like, they don't have that. And that's where true value comes in that in that engagement of, like, if I know that about who I'm in business with, then, yeah, I'm going to treat the business as if it was mine because I care enough about that person, that relationship, that I don't want to let them down. Yeah. I mean, when you look at that, and it's not just the coaching, but when you actually are invested and then you know the person, right? Then you can just see the things that start to go awry long before they become an issue, right? Because you are invested in that person. You're, you're invested with them professionally first. Then you've earned their trust and you become invested in them personally, mm-hmm. right? And, and that, that the personal side, the opening up that door of letting somebody in, right? it doesn't happen by accident. And when you're there, you got to maintain it. But it tells you things. And you can see things and the struggles are real. And if you really are able to pay attention, you're really dialed into what's going on that individual, I think that's where growth can really, really happen because you care about them more so than the business. Yeah. That's where those things can really come to the surface. Yeah, because if you think about it, um, I was thinking about this recently, is that companies are just names. They're just letters on a wall, Right that it's the people that when you talk about here's our wall of value or here's our belief system or here's our mission, vision, values, beliefs, perspectives, whatever, you know, corporate mumbo jumbo that you want to put onto a decal and slap on the wall, right? Like you can do anything you want. The words just are words. It's the people that uh, manifest those words and make it reality, right? That any great company had nothing to do with like the building the location and all that. It had everything to do with the people agreeing on the thing and like you got to bond people together there's got to be a leader that connects everybody right and i think that the better the leader the more engaged the people are because they want to go to bat they want to have that shared vision and 
I think what you know your article you started the video you sent over Gary V was it like you know, if you're demanding that type of commitment and that type of engagement for your employees and you can't just have nine to five owner mentality, you can't have the do what I say because I pay you because more often than not to achieve those things in your business that you want, it's going to be more than nine to five. It's going to be more than just I cut you a paycheck, right? Because no one operates that way. All of us are emotional beings. So if you think you're going to get an uncommon result through common tactics, you're sadly mistaken. Well, you're right. And I think, unfortunately, too many people are sadly mistaken. Yeah. Right. And that's really what we're trying to get across here is that whether you're an employee, a partner, or a leader, that paying attention and you just got to give a damn. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want them to give a damn, you got to give a damn first. And you can't stop. And you may or may not get them close to your par level of where you are, but you can move mountains if you get them really, really close. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just it's a challenge, right? Because I think there's nothing to kind of like everything we're talking about makes perfect sense as we're theoretically putting out a strategy, right? It's the how that becomes the issue. Um, because like, how do you do that? Well, you know, here's a couple of the things that right. So we're talking about almost things in like a, in a vacuum, in a perfect situation. Like, and nothing comes up. And, and we kind of open the door and say, hey, if you understand somebody personally, but if that employee understands you personally too, but understands the metrics of what's going on around look, perfect example of what's going on in the world today, right? Rainmakers, team leaders, brokerages, team leaders, owners, principals are all struggling in every type of business around the real estate industry because of the lack of transactional business that's happening right now. So... Understanding that how much is at play, that you now as the individual employee recognize these things, know a lot of things you just touched on, the missions, visions, but the goals, the drivers of the business, right? Now is the time to kind of pour back into the business that may have given you so much to begin with too, right? They've earned your trust. Now you pour back into them. It is a little bit of a circle here, right? But you recognize these things and you go, my gosh, what do I have to do now? to give back to this person who's invested in me personally, professionally, not just through a paycheck, but through all the conversations and development that I've done. Now, how do I step up and help the business? I think that's what kind of where it really comes back when you're looking at what's going on in your world now and the owners are struggling. I think it's okay that if with your team that you're having those conversations about what's real because you've poured into them, that now they, they can pour back into you. It's almost like a you think about growth of a business, right? There's always been this idea of linear growth or hockey stick growth, right? But I think there's actually, there's a book um, that Ray Dalio um, put out called Principles of Life and Work. I might have butchered the title of it, but it's called Principles by Ray Dalio. He has this um, visual inside the book that basically has a circle. And then the circle kind of gradually goes upwards, Right. And what's happening is he's talking about you start something, you get some growth, you've got to reinvent it because you hit a peak, and then you actually have some faults and some backwards trajectory, right? Some messiness happens, but eventually you hit the bottom, and then you sort of go up again. But that bottom of where you failed is higher than your starting point. So the whole idea is that you're going up, circling down, but your bottom point's higher than your starting point, and then you start to go up again. 
And then all of a sudden you get to a top and then what worked then starts to fail. And you start to go down, but that down part is still higher than where you started at, right? And I think when you're talking about growth of a business and people and all that kind of stuff, that there's progress, not perfection. But every challenge that you hit with, with what you're talking about, you're actually one step farther than you were when you started. Yeah. And I think with people, there is no, like, I think the hardest challenge about employee engagement is that there is no specific how. There is no, like, book that's, a, like, if you read there's books, books, there's lots of books on employee, <laughs> like, there's lots of books, but, like, they're going to tell you it's 60 different things, right? Heck, Joe, if I, if I tapped on the chat GDP right now, I could tell it to write a book for me on that exact very subject. Exactly. But the, and the challenge that I go back to on that one is that if you don't spend time with people, right, and you don't understand what they're actually motivated by, you don't know the how, right? And it's the how that's so challenging with the situation of employee engagement is that, like, what do they value? How do they want to feel valued? How do they want to grow? What do they want to do? And that's the piece that every, you know, you got 500 employees I mean, you're probably going to have some trends about what are the best ways to do this or best practices. But unless you go to a one-to-one relationship with that individual, you're not going to have the impact that you're looking to have. And that's challenging, right? So the question is, your point to to land like this plane that I kind of was circling, is that like, how do you pour back into them? And that's the real challenge is that's going to be unique. You can't just go to chat GBT and say, hey, give me the exact way that Dave Donaldson is going to feel uh, valued and impacted so that he'll want to grow and r- run the business better than I do, right? Try that. We, we could try that. Yeah, it'd be an interesting <laughs> response to see what it says. But that's going to be – no AI is going to be able to do that. They're going to have to get some inputs from the employee to figure out what that is. There could be some you know, psychological assessments and things like that done that you could do on somebody to figure out what their motivators and what their appreciations are. But it's still going to be unique to the individual, and I think that's the thing that I would land for everybody that's in leadership and managing, hiring, whatever – people is that like do you spend enough time to figure out how your people are best led impacted and changed so that you can actually have that unique plan for them individually so that you can retain the the employee and actually get the value that you're talking about that like they care about the business as much or if not more than you do that's a, it's an interesting topic well listen uh awesome session today uh thanks everybody for joining us today and and hope you leave with some some nuggets there uh, and, you know, some foreshadowing, maybe some deep reflection uh, about how you look at your roles and your organization, right? Are, are you the leader, right? Are you working with somebody that pours into you? And you know, because that is only scalable so far with the amount of people that you can have in your world, right? So you have to have at its highest levels people that then have people to them, yep. right? So look at how that looks communication solves all and it's never too late to start on communication until it is so everyone thanks for joining us on this edition of entrepreneurial impact and tune in next week for another great episode thanks joe thanks dude